What's poppin' everybody? This is Logan Murdoch, and I'm here with my co-host for the Real Ones Podcast on the Ringer NBA show, the incomparable, the realist, the man who invented the pregame Red Bull snow cone, Raja Bell. Thank you, Logan. You're far too kind, sir. Did you know that the Ringer NBA show feed now has six podcasts a week? Six. Every Sunday, Big Waz has a different guest from the NBA world on weekends with Waz. And you can find me and Raja every Monday and Thursday on Real Ones, where we cover all the most interesting NBA storylines. On Tuesdays, J. Kyle Mann and Jonathan Charks discuss up-and-coming talent in college basketball and the NBA. And on Wednesdays, you can hear Justin Verrier, Rob Mahoney, and Big Waz discuss any and everything going on in the world of hoops. Man, and on Friday, Chris Ryan and Searich Sohi ask the big questions on the answer. So head over to the Ringer NBA Show's Spotify page and take a listen. There's so much to dive into. And while you're there, just go ahead and give us a follow too. It's the mismatch presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page in the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus in person in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. Today's episode of The Mismatch is brought to you by Hulu Plus Live TV. Tired of paying for cable TV? Switch to Hulu Plus Live TV today to watch over 95 live channels for sports, news, shows, and more. Plus, you'll get access to Hulu's entire streaming library with access to Disney Plus and ESPN Plus all in one plan. No long-term contract, no hidden fees, and no clunky cable box. Get Hulu Plus Live TV today. Live TV plan required. Restrictions apply. Access content from each service separately. Learn more at Hulu.com. Hey, thank you for listening to The Void. Today, we're going to be talking about the implications of Jalen Brunson likely leaving the Mavericks to sign with the Knicks, who are expected to offer him a four-year deal worth up to around $110 million. To do that, bringing on my friend from Substack, Mark Stein. What's up, Mark? Evan O'Cudley, man of the people. (laughs) What's going on, Mark? We've done uh, how many of your uh, Spotify lives have we done now? Two of them, I think, last couple of months? Two. Two. And they all got rave reviews. The people love KOC. They don't really <laughs> care about me, but if you're on, they 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 flock to the Spotify live. I don't know, Mark. Anytime I do those and you bring people up on stage to ask questions, you keep a great room. They always ask good questions. They ask them quick. Those are how many of those a week are you doing right now for Spotify? Uh, live? Sometimes two, but mostly one. But no, I I really do like it. Um, you know, to me, I'm a radio guy. Like even though. My voice sucks. I love radio. It's actually probably my favorite medium, which is kind of weird since I'm really a writer. I love doing ESPN radio. My years there, like that was the greatest gig to be the sideline guy with, you know, the late great Jim Durham and Hubie Brown and, you know, um, you know, Kesky and Hubie and just uh, John Barry, TJ, just all kinds of 
amazing people on those broadcasts. Mike Tirico and Hubie, and I'd be the sideline guy. Like just un, you know, incredible thing. So I love, I absolutely love radio. And I kind of see Spotify Live as, you know, it's it's like a radio call-in show slash live podcast. So it's, uh, I love it, man. I love it. No, it's really cool. And I always love how people can interact in the chat and, you know, all the people who are listening to it can have their own side conversations to react to what you and whoever on stage are discussing. It's, it's, uh, I love doing those. Yeah, I really do. They're a good time. But I think, like I said, they want to hear you, not me. But I guess I will. Uh, if, if you want me to fill the void, if you want me to fill the void on the void today, I'll try. Well, well, okay. Let's start here, Mark. Um, you know, we get reports here that the Knicks are about to offer Jalen Brunson $110 million over four years, and the Mavericks could lose Brunson for nothing. How much of a blunder is this for Dallas? Well, look, they had multiple chances to give him an extension. And in Dallas, everybody is all in a huff that the original contract wasn't structured differently. So they could have controlled his free agency after year three. But the reality was, you know, this season, the Mavs came into this season knowing Jalen Brunson and Dorian Finney-Smith were both eligible for four-year extensions that topped out at just under $56 million. They held off on both guys. They didn't want to do extensions because they thought, what if a trade materializes that we just have to put in Brunson or Dorian Finney-Smith? We got to keep our options open. So they didn't extend them when they had the chance. Now, as the story goes, Rick Brunson told my neighbor Tim McMahon during the playoffs that he went back to the Mavs in April and or in January and said, "We Jalen will still do the deal, the four year fifty five point six million." The Mavs said, "No, we want to wait." And the trade deadline passed. They obviously made the Porzingis trade, but there was no trade that necessitated the involvement of Dorian or Jalen. You saw Dorian Finney-Smith and the Mavs do an extension seconds after the trade deadline. By that point, Jalen Brunson was like, no, we're, I'm going to unrestricted free agency. I know I can get more than $56 million. And he is very much correct. He's going to get double that. Do you think that the Mavericks regret just not taking the deal then? Like, is there, yeah. is there, they now, do? Whether they will admit that publicly remains to be seen, but they have to regret it. I mean, Jalen Brunson on a four-year $55.6 million deal is incredible value. I mean, I know there are a lot of people questioning, is he worth $25 million a year? I would argue he is. Look at the, look, you know, I, I, ha I included this in one of my recent Around the League notebooks that I can't remember which day because I feel like I've been posting one every day lately. But <laughs> SpotTrack has a great listing of, of, the, of point guard salaries. If Jalen Brunson, his new contract would have placed him about 15th in the league based on this season's salaries. Like, it's a very expensive position. And there are many more point guards that are making more than 25 mil. And I think Jalen Brunson, based on his play this past season, has earned that figure. And, you know, look, he's going to have to prove it. He's going to have to go to New York and deliver. There's going to be a lot of pressure on him. But, you know, I, I, I don't see, I don't know how you feel. I do not see that as an outrageous number. No, I'm with you there, Mark, because like you look at those numbers. Mike Conley makes 22.6 million. Malcolm Brogdon makes 22.6. Terry Rozier makes 21.5. Kyle Lowry makes 28.3. So like he's smack in the middle of those names you just threw out there. He's better than some of the other guys. We yes, just, Angela you know, just Russell makes more. I mean, he, you know, 100%. Jalen Brunson 
if he's the only guy the Knicks bring in, then I can understand the skepticism. They're going to have to do more. The Knicks, you know, Ian Begley reported it on Tuesday, and I think he said it exactly right. You know, the Knicks know that Jalen Brunson alone is not going to point this team towards, towards, you know, towards the Eastern Conference elite. They need more. But the Knicks need a point guard. They need solidity. Solidity oozes out of Jalen Brunson. He is the <laughs> definition of solid. And, uh, you know, look, he's, you know, I'm obviously a fan. I've got to see him up close, got to see this kid's development. I mean, yes, they're, you know, he's got defensive deficiencies. He's a small guard. You know, I, I think this probably puts to bed the, the Donovan Mitchell fantasies because I don't know that you can really have a Jalen Brunson, Donovan Mitchell backcourt defensively. Um, but I think it's a, I think it's, I think it's a good move for the Knicks. I really do. No, I, I agree with you. I, I do. I think for the Knicks, it's also a necessary risk because even though he might be quote unquote overpaid, I mean, maybe not compared to some of the names that we're mentioning. Um, but like the fact, the fact he is getting paid so much money. If there, if there's reason for him to be better in New York, it's going to have to do with like them continuing to improve the roster to make it more like Dallas. They need more shooting. They need more spacing for Brunson to thrive the way he did with the Mavs. But I think to your point about him being really good, what did he do when Luka was out in December? They He averaged like 21-7 and seven at the time, did a great job running their offense, kept the team afloat. They're around 500 without Luka. During the postseason, he averages 22 points and four assists. And the thing that, like when I talk to people around the league about, so what's Brunson going to get? What do you think about Brunson? The, the thing people talk about is, well, He's proven in short spurts that he can do more with a higher usage. What happens over the course of a full season? And I, I think the numbers, I mean, the numbers are are positive for him. He ran 20 pick and rolls per game in the postseason, generated over one point per chance, according to Second Spectrum. He was great in isolation, just like he was all year long. And if you look at the numbers, last season under Carlisle, he averaged 2.4 isolations per game. It doubled to 4.9 this past season. And that, then it was over 10 in the playoffs. So usage continued to go up, continued to thrive, you know, his, with his efficiency. So for the Knicks, they probably, they feel like they're paying 25, you know, plus million dollars for a guy that might average 23 points and eight assists for them. That, that's probably the way they're envisioning him, not the guy who was, you know, playing second fiddle to Luca. Do you see Brunson as someone who can scale up and play a much bigger role successfully too? Yes, because I just, because you look at the steps that this guy's taken from where he was drafted 30 picks after Luca in 2018. And, and, you know, look, he had a really rough playoff series against the Clippers. And when last season started, even in Dallas, people were questioning, you know, can this guy do it when it matters most? You know, how, you know, has he already hit his ceiling? You know, you mentioned December, fast forward to April. People forget it now because the Mavs made it all the way to the conference finals, but they lose Luka Doncic to a calf injury in the last game of the season. There was massive fear that they're now not even going to get out of the first round against the Utah team that was reeling. And in back-to-back wins over Utah, Jalen Brunson scored 41 and 31. At least one of those games, maybe both. I don't think he had a single turnover. Maybe both. I don't remember it exactly. But at least one of those games, not a single turnover. I mean, he, you know, for a guy who supposedly couldn't get it done in the playoffs, he won them two games. They don't win that series. Luka doesn't play until game four. Or was it game five? They don't win that series without Jalen Brunson basically putting them in the lead. So 
Um, you know, I, I think I, and I, I think he will continue to improve because, you know, he just, I, I think the guy just lives the sport, lives the game and, and will continue to do so. And I definitely want to add for Bill Simmons, Ryan Rosillo, this is a sweepstakes. <laughs> look at the combo it's generating. Look at the moves. Look at, look at all the trades. And there were more than, more than, uh, two teams interested. It, 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 this, this wasn't just Dallas and New York. Detroit and Indiana both had interest in Brunson. So yes, this qualifies as a sweepstakes, <laughs> gentlemen. Okay. Can I ask a quick aside question since you mentioned Indiana? Where's Malcolm Brogdon going to go? I mean, he will be traded eventually, but I don't know where yet. I wish I did. I wish I could report I knew where he was going. Um, they've tried to move him very clearly. And I, you know, to this point, they haven't had success. Now, it wasn't a total shock to me that it didn't happen at, at the draft because it does make sense that um, the offers could theoretically get better when the point guard musical chairs are over and then we see who really needs a point guard. We don't know that yet because in air quotes, free agency has not yet started. Um, so maybe, <laughs> maybe in a few days, we'll know who really needs a point guard and they'll finally find a trade home for Brogdon. Um, but I, I wish I had that answer. Today's episode of The Mismatch is brought to you by Hulu Plus Live TV. Tired of paying for cable TV? Switch to Hulu Plus Live TV today to watch over 95 live channels for sports, news, shows, and more. Plus, you'll get access to Hulu's entire streaming library with access to Disney Plus and ESPN Plus all in one plan. No long-term contract, no hidden fees, and no clunky cable box. Get Hulu Plus Live TV today. Live TV plan required. Restrictions apply. Access content from each service separately. Learn more at Hulu.com. So with Brunson, we agree it's a it's a good signing for the Knicks in the sense that, you know, this is a good player. He's a reliable player. He's, he's basically the type of point guard they've been missing forever. He's not going to lead them to a championship, but I mean, he's the type of guy who can help stabilize that team. Like you said, he he's solidifies them. Um, but on the Dallas side, and now they have to replace Jalen Brunson. And I, I, I think my main thought with this deal here is the Knicks are taking a risk and giving him that money, but the Mavericks could end up being better off without him uh, because Spencer Dinwiddie, maybe he can absorb a much bigger role. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. is coming back next season. He's going to play a role for that roster. Christian Wood, you add him, the scoring presence that he can provide as a shooter outside, attacking closeouts, you know, rolling down the lane after screening for Luka. I mean, there's a chance Christian Wood can put up all-star numbers, and, and Luka's probably going to have a higher usage himself. So, how do you replace Brunson? It, you mentioned signing uh, Dragic on your substack as a strong possibility as well. It, it, is it is it that much of a challenge to replace him for the Mavericks here? Am I underrating how tough that's going to be? Everything you said, if all that happens, yes, they can certainly replace him in the short term. I mean, Dinwiddie played tremendous when he first got to Dallas. Couldn't quite man- maintain that level, but I, you know, nobody could. I mean, nobody's going to shoot. You know, no, no guard, although Brunson does shoot over 50% for the field, but, but Dinwiddie started out like 55, 43, 90 with, you know, his first month, you know, that was never going to last forever. 
But yeah, look, they've got Tim Hardaway Jr. coming back. And so theoretically, Dinwiddie, Hardaway Jr. can can make up, you know, make up some of what they're losing. But in the big picture, you know, you, you don't want to be this cynical about it. But if the Mavericks sign Jalen Brunson, that he's a potential key piece in a future trade. They have nothing now beyond Dorian Finney-Smith that's really going to get other teams excited about future trades. And they know in the grand scheme, in the long term, down the road, they've got to get a second star. That's why you heard them, you know, I reported right after the season ended how, you know, they had, as much as they knew it was a long shot, they wanted to get involved in the Zach Levine sweepstakes before that sweepstakes really ended. And now everybody knows Levine is almost certainly going back to Chicago. Um, the Mavs know they need a second star. You can't persist like this long term, not in a Western conference where, you know, the Clippers are going to be so much better. The Nuggets are going to be so much better. We don't even talk about the Pelicans, how much better they're going to be. Um, you know, so, so in the short term, can the Mavs compensate if, you know, if they sign Dragic and Hardaway comes back strong and Dinwiddie plays well and Christian Wood is, you know, you're, you are definitely the leader of the Christian Wood Optimist Society. So if that all, <laughs> if that all plays out, yes. But th- this is a serious blow anyway you, you want to paint it. So it's a serious blow. Uh, but like, it seems like you're taking more of the long term. You're looking more through the long term lens there. Like, yeah, they can replace him short term, but you're more worried about, well, what do I mean, you do I'm in 23, then, 24, 25? About. Yeah. If, if I'm, then, I mean, you know, look. They got to the conference finals, which was, an, you know, I'm not trying to take away. That's a t- tremendous run. But um, how replicable is that? I mean, do, if you had to post your picks, I mean, you can't do it now because we don't know where all the pieces are going to land in this offseason market. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I don't think people are going to be picking Dallas to get back to no. the final four next season. They wouldn't even if Brunson had stayed, they wouldn't have. That's a great point. They wouldn't have even with him. I mean, you're taking the Suns, Grizzlies, Warriors ahead of them. You mentioned the Pelicans getting better. Like, what if what if Zion stays healthy the whole year? What if Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are are healthy into the playoffs? What if John Wall is actually not so bad? They need the Mavericks need a pathway to a second star. And at this point, you know, they're gonna have to wait till they have cap because you know they're you know, if again. I don't think I never I was not buying the notion that the, the the Nets were on the verge of trading Kevin Durant. I think if I'm the Nets, even had Kyrie bolted this week, I think I'm slow playing that before I have <laughs> Durant. But you, you know the the Mavs weren't exactly high on the list of teams that hey they could get the Kevin Durant trade. I mean you know you look at what New Orleans could put on the table or a Phoenix or. Chicago or, you know, we go on and on and on. You know, the, the Mavs are well down that list. And that's that to me is what has to be concerned. Yeah, I, I'm, I feel you there. I, th- I think for Dallas, the, the one good part, though, is had they signed Brunson to any deal like around 100 million over four years, whatever it might be, a 25 million dollar annual salary, that that would would make it tougher for them to get to cap space in 2024 and 2025, because if they right now, the way they're set up, before, like they, they hope they have to sign Christian Wood after the season. That it's a good deal for him, but they could be a cap team in 2024. Even after doing that, they could be in 2025, and that's with still more than one year left on Lucas' deal because he doesn't expire until 2027. So, I, I think, I mean, we're in agreement. Short term, how he can be replaced in the long term risks not having him. You know, young player at 30 million dollar number. 
but they they could still down the line still package a Hardaway plus Bertans or or a Hardaway plus Dinwiddie you know combination to get to uh, an appropriate cap number in the event of a deal. But like you said, they just don't have a ton of assets in terms of you know extra draft picks or anything like that. Like if if it, by that point New Orleans or Oklahoma City, if those teams are good and ready to compete in a trade for a star, Dallas is going to get outbid. Yeah, look, and maybe they would have anyway had they kept Brunson. But yeah. to me, like to, to make any kind of significant trade, he probably would have had to 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 be part of it. And uh, it's just it's hard for me to see what sort of significant trade they could even propose without him. Might have to be cap space in twenty four then, and for that team, and 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 for the Knicks, you mentioned earlier how. Um, they could have more moves coming. You reported on your Substack that Dejounte Murray is a player that they could turn their attention to. Um, how real is this uh, Dejounte Murray sweepstakes, if we want to call it that, Mark? Yes, Simmons. <laughs> we want to call this a sweepstakes. Um, I, the Spurs were involved, man. So it's really hard to pinpoint mm. where this thing is. I mean. So many times over the last week, he's going to Atlanta. Oh, no, wait, maybe the Knicks are getting in here. Oh, there's another team. Like, it's the Spurs, man. I mean, the, why are the Spurs so hot to get off to Dante Murray? I mean, I, I've asked that question to so many people, and I can't get a great answer. This has clearly gone beyond the Spurs just want to gauge the value of their guy because it's just so out there now. And maybe that's also a function of the climate that we live in now where, you know, almost nothing stay secret, but both the Spurs and the Thunder are still pretty good at keeping their business under wraps. And this is this is just so out there. And you know, I don't know how many more Greg seasons Greg Popovich is going to coach, but like to trade, you know, we're 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 ninety plus percent sure that um Pop's gonna be back next season. Is trading DeJounte Murray for a bunch of picks so they can get even younger and be even worse? Is that really what Pop wants to do at this point of his career? So the Spurs are a difficult read, man. If you got a better read, I would love to hear it because I'm uh, I'm struggling. It's not a push from DeJounte's camp, is it? Like they clutch? Is there, there's nothing like that? I mean, I guess it could be. I have not heard that, to be perfectly clear. I have definitely not heard that, but... Mm-hmm. You know, the asking price is said to be three firsts or maybe even more. I don't know. I don't know. I think with Murray, he's a good player. He's he made an all-star team last year, the great passer, great defender, but it's I don't view him as some untouchable, especially he only has two years left on his contract. The Spurs could be just trying to maximize value for a guy who after this season is gonna be only only one year away from his free agency. The curious thing about the Knicks connection, though, is if your big pitch to Jalen Brunson is we're giving you your own team, then you trade for DeJounte Murray. It's not your team anymore. So that part doesn't doesn't necessarily add up. But I sure like the idea of DeJounte Murray next to Jalen Brunson better than I do Donovan Mitchell next to Jalen Brunson. Oh, no, for sure. With Brunson Mitchell, that team would be terrible defensively. It's just too small. With Murray, like he's one of the best on that end of the floor throughout the, the whole regular season. But so with the pitch to Brunson, it, it, wouldn't it still be, you know, kind of his team? It's not like Murray's going to have a Luka-level usage where he's just, you know, all over the ball all game long. When we're talking the kind of dollars we're talking now, you know, if, you know, a <laughs> hundred million was what I heard. You know, other people are saying 110. Let's see if it gets to 110 or 
Does it fall a little bit short of that? But either way, 100, 100 over 4 million. When you were the 33rd pick in 2018 and you, you know, he, he just played this season on 1.8 million. So I think Jalen will be okay with share, sharing the squad at, at that, at that number. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Oh, hold up. Smell test. Go ahead. Sniff those pits. Now, your bits. Feet, toes, come on. Could be fresher, right? It's all good. Old Spice Total Body Deodorant Spray is gentle enough to use all over your body, giving you 24-7 lasting freshness with daily use, from pits to toes and down below. So every smell test gets a... (sighs) Shop for Old Spice Total Body Deodorant. Are there any other targets to keep in mind for the Knicks? Well, I mean, I just think it's safe to say they're going to be active, and we know they are, and they've stockpiled all these these future firsts. The question is, how good are the picks, really? I mean, they have a lot of firsts, but are they... Are they premium? You know, will they get other teams' pulses racing? No, I've 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 heard kind of mixed reviews on that. And a um, couple last things for Dallas: uh, Why do they let the Josh Richardson trade exception expire uh, if they knew Brunson could be leaving? Because they're they they're going way into the tax, and I think once they made the move for Christian Wood, that they knew they were going to be be active in free agency, possibility of trades in free agency. And since there wasn't really any, you know, they would have loved to plug Mr. Tybal in there. But, you know, Philly's not just sending Tybal into a Dallas trade exception to get off him. And so they really want a big defensive wing, you know, someone like Tybal. I think Tybal would be the dream target. But, you know, if they could have gotten Tybal in the trade exception, I think they would have used it. But there was also just nobody, that, you know, there was nobody that really was high on their wish list that was available. So that that's really what what spiked it. But from the moment that the, the Christian Wood train went down, um, it pretty much it pretty much established the idea that they weren't going to use the, the trade exception. So with Dallas, there's no chance of them being a, a big sleeper for a Beal or anything. We're talking more. Gary Harris, Tony Snell, the Morris twins. like the, Those are the types of names we might be talking about for Dallas as their next move then. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I think they would probably love to get in the mix for uh, Gary Payton too and, and Malik Monk, but can they get those guys? I don't think so. I mean, I think to get, to get, uh, to get Gary Payton away from the Warriors, you're going to have to be, you're going to have, you're going to have the full mid-level, I would think. I mean, I, you know, I think the Warriors, will do what they have to do to keep, you know, I think Looney's back there and I think they'll do whatever they can to keep, to keep young Peyton. Um, and Malik Monk, 
I think he's already told, you know, Jovan Buha that he wants to stay a Laker. So again, you have to think it's going to have to be a pretty sizable offer to get him away from the Lakers. Um, yeah. So the Matt, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be difficult for the Mavericks to reach their offseason objectives. No question. Last thought here, Mark, from our conversation, it seems to me that you view this as a, ma- a massive loss of the Mavericks and more of a, a, a good calculated, you know, decision for the Knicks here to try to try to bolster their team out with a solid point guard. Like that's, that's, where you're coming from with, with Jalen Brown. I would say decision. that is accurate summation. Hmm. It's too bad for Luca. Man, it's tough to build a, a great team around a legendary player. Well, because the thing you have to say about Brunson is that, you know, he found a way to be so effective next to him. You know, not yeah. everybody, you know, that that's that's not nothing. You know, the guy, I mean, he's become offensively really, you know, an interest such a, he's 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 really an interesting watch with how you know, just his up and unders and how creative he is to get in the paint, score at his size. I mean, the again, the leap he made from the previous season when the Clippers' length just really, really tormented him to what he did in the in these playoffs, especially against Utah without Luca at his side. It was legit legit stuff he's a really good player and he figured out how to play uh, you know next to a great one and that's where the Knicks that's just what they're missing they they have some good talent on their roster it's just they don't have that megastar yet but 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 I would say you know the the, there's pressure here on the Knicks too Leon Rose this is his first big move Jalen Brunson is stepping into you know the eye of the media storm and is going to be graded very very you know it's going to be a much tougher landscape than he faces in Dallas where you know, all all the pressure and attention does fall on Lucas. So they you know Jalen Brunson and Leon Rose got to deliver here for sure. It's not going to not going to be just plain uh, plain sailing. And second year in a row that they're signing a player to a big contract that had one great season. They did it with Julius Randle. That didn't work out with his first year of that contract. They're doing it with Jalen Brunson after his great year that you mentioned in Dallas after he got way better than he was than what he was previously. So there is risk here, and it be going down as an outlier season, especially with the Knicks. They just don't have the amount of shooting and spacing that the Mavs have had for Jalen Brunson to thrive in the way that he did. So the Knicks, I mean, it could be it could potentially be ugly early on. Uh, with him not performing up to the standard that was expected from him in Dallas in terms of the scoring efficiency and the volume he's going to have. Yeah, look, it's a definite risk, but these are both franchises when, you know, that have, that have mostly met with free agent heartbreak for the last two decades. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the story is not over, but yeah, I, you know, I, I, I do see it as a worthy gamble for New York. I really do. Mark, I appreciate you coming on, man. The void. <laughs> Thank Hopefully you, Mark. We'll meet up soon again in the Spotify Live yeah. chamber. I absolutely, would love to. And uh, how can people find stuff on your Substack, Mark? Please just go to markstein.substack.com. There's a free version. There's a paid version. But if you just, if all you can do is the free version, that still is going to get you several thousand words a week from. Me. So please uh, check it out. And he's at the Steinline on Twitter. Thank you so much, Mark, for joining the void. Have a good day. All right, man. Be good. 
Well, I'll be back on Friday with another episode of The Mismatch with Chris Vernon. We're going to have a lot to talk about with NBA free agency. Maybe, as Mark Stein mentioned, the Knicks will make another move by then. Who knows? For DeJounte Murray or somebody else. We'll see about that. I'm looking forward to it, man. Free agency is always fun. Even if we don't get any massive moves, there's no KD or Kyrie movement. It's still going to be a good time. So I'm looking forward to Friday with Chris Vernon. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Void. Thank you to Mark Stein for coming on. Thank you to Jesse Lopez for producing. And thanks to you for listening. I hope you have a fun rest of your day. Please give the Mismatch Podcast feed a rating and review. Have a good one.